Something tells me this is just the beginning. A light roast today, huh? That was Detective Pikachu Returns. Looks like he still loves coffee. Let's do it. Let's grind through the end of the week. It's the Grinding Gear Podcast. I'm Garrett. Garrett Weinzerl. Why did I say it like James Bond? I don't know. <laughs> I had dental work this morning and I'm a little loopy. Here well, is always. Yeah, you are loopy. It is the other way around for the old James Bond. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I'm, uh, yeah. This is Weinzerl. Garrett Weinzerl. You're right. Yep. 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 Jim West. Desperado. Desperado. He, he introduced want, himself right? like James Bond as well. Um, uh, the man you hear across the it's internet the from me uh, is it come the MIBs. <laughs> that you're mixing the Wild Wild West song with the I know, but it was song. that it was that time period where he had music videos related to the video, and it was the one that like jumped at the screen and exploded, and was pretending to be the guy with the head on a stick, and then it came out and danced for some reason. Oh, yes, you are correct. I was thinking more about the fact that uh, Wild Wild West couldn't date itself more, at least the song, except it can, and it did, because it had Cisco as a a feature in the Wild Wild West song. Yes, the food delivery truck. Uh, I was thinking uh, Thong Song, man, but sure. Oh, he did do the Thong Song, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, recently featured in the teaser for that Twisted Metal show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's sweet sh- i cannot decide if that show is going to be supremely my jam or too far into the realm of borderlands humor and i'll hate it i i yeah i mean borderlands had cars that's not a bad comparison to make yeah, yeah Mackie, though and hmm. he seems to be ha- he seems to understand the assignment as the gen z's like to say yeah I, I, man i I, don't know, I just saw the D&D movie over the weekend, so oh. I'm kind of like, mm. I'm kind of like, I've, I saw an actually funny movie I once. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I like that I started laughing with the, the, the tone of laughter that is you just dropped some shade, but you weren't dropping shade on Dungeons & Dragons. You were dropping shade no. on literally everything else. Literally everything else, man. I, I love that thing. That thing was fabulous. I, I, I've been thinking a lot today about the death of comedy movies because... Um, mm-hmm. Katie and I used to like always love going to the theaters to see whatever the newest R rated comedy was. We love stupid R rated comedies like horrible, horrible bosses. Yeah. Wedding crashers back in the day and stuff. Horrible bosses, uh, uh, cock blockers, but it was just called blockers is probably the last like great one. Uh, that one, that movie's great. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, by the way, Yes, it is a fantastic comedy. It is a, is one of the better one of those, in my opinion. Um, but they just don't. They do make them now, but they're like straight to Netflix. Netflix has like a deal with Adam Sandler, and he's just like crapping out the the worst movies you've ever seen. But they're in nice sure. locations because he just wants to treat his friends to. Which I respect the shit. Out. I think Adam Sandler's like cool dude. <laughs> I don't think I've liked one of his movies since Little Nicky, but. Uh, Oh, yeah. I, I would need I would need a chronological order. You want to do this right now? You want to you want to do like Adam Sandler I did, movies? I did shamefully cry at Click. 
I did oh, cry during oh, Click. Oh, Click is uh, that's that was the beginning of the end for me. Yeah, no, it wasn't good at all. Wait, where am I? What, what am I looking? What, why is this full of murder mystery too? Yeah, I don't. Okay, I'm I'm in the right place. I'm just confused because I don't know any of these. Yeah, uh, how far back do I need to go before I even? You know, know okay, never mind. I I've liked movies post Little Nicky. Uh, I, I remember sh- all the horrible ads for Jack and Jill. That's where I fell off. Mm. I was just like, I don't know what this is. Well, that was one of when he was like playing multiple characters, right? It was the, it was the he old played his comedian. own sister, I believe. Yeah, comedian dresses up as everybody kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, because yeah, I was two thousand six. I enjoyed Mister Deeds. I I love Eight Crazy Nights. Uh, I still watch that like every other Christmas. I'll put that on. Uh, oh, I remember being really disappointed by Anger Management with uh, Jack Nicholson. Yes, I was disappointed too, but that's because like Jack Nicholson was doing some like cool stuff around that time period. His movies are very hit or miss for me. I'm, I'm not not really a Jack Nicholson fan. I remember seeing Batman growing up and I was like, this is great. This guy's amazing. What else can I see? And my parents are like, you got it. Let's get as good as it gets and let's get out. Uh, you, know, you can't show as good as it gets to a kid. You put that on after Batman. That's you're going to bore that child to death. (laughs) Yes, it is boring. I thought you were being like it was scandalous. I mean, no, it's just horribly boring for someone who gets a child who watches 89 Batman and goes, I would like more. And they're like, get the old man with the weird dog movie. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't cute. I mean, it was cute. Had the guy from uh, Mystery Men. Uh, whatever his name is, but yeah, you know, to be more Men. specific, there's a lot of the, uh, mystery men is literally an ensemble cast. The one, the one who dies to a uh, spoiler for mystery, <laughs> the, one, the one who dies to Franken, uh, Frankens. No, hang on. What was the bad guy's name in mystery men? It's been way too long. Since it was, I've seen uh, mystery it was, it was pirates of the Caribbean guy. It was, uh, uh, uh great. Jones. People what, are saying Greg Kinnear. Greg, Greg, that sounds right. That sounds right. I don't, you know, I recognize the face. Uh, I have no idea. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, like I went on, a, I went on a tour. Jack Nicholson was the growing up equivalent of Harrison Ford, where you're like, wow, I love this couple of things they're in. Can I see their whole discography, their whole movie collection? You just go, holy shit, what the hell's going on in here? How do you, as someone who tends to hate anything that isn't at least a little bit fantasy. How do you, as a Harrison Ford fan, feel about The Fugitive? Oh, I, I like I like um, Jack Ryan. I like Jack Ryan a lot. Okay, so you do ha- you ha- you indeed have a soul and and good taste in movies. Okay. Yes, I just wanted I, to I think confirm. As long as there aren't computer graphics in the room, Harrison Ford is one you can watch, think, and just kind of like I like when and oh I I love that scene particularly. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a dad now. I'm a dad now. When he's reading Cat in the Hat to his kids and it's reflecting his current mood about how he's trapped inside. That's an awesome, awesome scene. Uh, I can't remember if that's uh, Clear and Present Danger or The Fugitive or you know other Jack Ryan. or I don't think I've I, ever I, seen Clear and Present Danger. It's good. It's good. Uh, both of them are pretty good. I think Clear and Present Danger is the one where he fights uh, Sean Bean. So that one's, yeah, that one's worth a watch. Oh, damn. I'm going to have to watch that. Have to watch yeah. It. Oh, that's good. That's good. Sounds all right. Or, Sounds all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. But you're point. talking about The Fugitive, which I saw way after I had seen uh, Wrongfully Accused, which is hilarious. Oh, uh, the Leslie, Leslie Nielsen yes. joint. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. 
That's a good one. Yeah. I, uh, anyway, uh, my point being, uh, the, not doing really a lot of R-rated comedies these days. Although I guess Jennifer Lawrence has one hit in theaters tomorrow. Uh, that looks pretty funny to me. It's getting eviscerated by reviews, but usually R-rated comedies do. So, Well, they were wrong about Mario movie, so they haven't yet recovered from that egregious blow. Well, bad reviews doesn't mean not going to be financially successful. Like that's that's never really been the case. Uh, no, I don't want to drop too much shade, but you know, DreamWorks has a history of being pretty financially successful, but not doing particularly great in the reviews. Um, Why would that be shade? I, I think they'd be proud of that financially. I mean, it depends on the movie because I know, like, you, How to Train Your Dragons, like all of them are absolute review darlings. Um, and I think I think most of the Shrek movies review well, and the latest uh, Puss in Boots was was just glowing reception. Uh, if you go look up the reviews for that movie, but yeah, anyway, uh, somehow we got here. Uh, I miss our rated comedies. Uh, I miss them. <laughs> Make more of them, please bring it back. Bring it back. Um, also I, I miss, uh, Nintendo games running well. Uh, I miss that quite a bit. Oh, I see. And I think I'm going to continue missing it for a while. Uh, cause we're going to talk about the Nintendo direct today. Uh, and, uh, we're also going to thank you dear listeners for supporting us over on our Patreon <laughs> Check it out at supportourbromance.com where you can get an ad-free version of the show where you won't hear this and you'll get access to our members-only channels where you can hang out with other members of, as we like to call the the Gearbox. And uh, we have uh, questions for the host channel where you can just send us questions and we've got some questions we pulled from it today, all of that. And I don't usually mention the store, but we did just drop new merch. So if you would like the I'm sure as shit not playing Final Fantasy t-shirt or the don't play Endwalker, you'll get spoiled t-shirt. Check out buyourbromance.com. There's also some new stickers and mugs up there if you're so inclined. That's going to wrap it up for this promotion. Thank you for the support, everybody. Supportourbromance.com. And let's get into this week's news. Good, 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 good. Oh, great news, everyone. Shove it. The Nintendo Direct has come and completed the not E3 season. Yeah, it's been kind of fun. I like it all spread out and in its own little cubbies. I'm I'm I miss E3. I'm gonna I, I miss E3. There's some there's some about it. Uh it it's it's probably one of my many developing old man traits. I'm starting to notice this, Kyle. I'm noticing I have traits that I think are going to be the uh, traits of of old millennials. I think we're going to say things like, I miss E3, or I miss cars with internal combustion engines. Uh, At least those are two things I'm starting to feel. (laughs) I'm looking forward to all the bright pink slash flashing rainbow colors out of the retirement home windows. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, like we're you go, you pull up to the uh, my first job was a retirement home called Bella Vita. So I just feel like I I pull up to the Bella Vita. Yep. And yep. coming out of all the apartment windows is just a, a chroma cascade of RGB keyboard. Puke. Yep. Exactly. All the all the fans are whirling. Someone you know blasting Rockefeller Street out of some a window. ninety five year old has a horde tabard hanging in the window. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Land parties forever. Playing uh, World of Warcraft Legion Classic. Doing that that fist dance from Ozone. Yep. It's Ozone? all going to be the thing. Oh uh, yeah, I remember the big they had the it was that big trend where the guy was doing the fist dance and I think he like fell over in his chair or something. Ozone, you know Ozone. You know Ozone. I don't know Ozone. Uh they they do the uh I'm trying to think I'm, I got to work my way to the main verse. Uh 
Okay, actually, I don't know Greek, is it? Okay, talking about Numa Numa? Yeah, Numa Numa. Yeah, it was Numa Numa. Numa Numa. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's it. Wow. I'm like, what the frick is ozone? Well, I had to like work through it because otherwise I don't know what language it was, but I have to, you know, I butcher it because it was like, raise your bread. Uh, una, una, yeah, yeah. Numa, numa. Yeah, the numa, numa dance. Numa, 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 numa kid. Yeah. You're talking proto YouTube. Jesus Christ. It's the primordial soup of making shit on the internet. Mm-hmm. Whew. Oh, Ozone is the name of the band? Shit. I never knew that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the name of the band. Okay. They had they had a, a disc. Uh yeah, I don't know. My, my mom got, like, Most bands do, Kyle. Well, you Most know, bands like, do. They, you know, the one hit wonder disc. You buy it for the one song and like there's other ones on there, like the blue song, you know. I'm, uh, I'm blue Eiffel 65, uh, yeah. one of the first CDs I ever had. I got that yeah. in Big Willie style one year for Christmas. So at the start of the show to celebrate all these people buying, you know, PS5s, we should have played the PlayStation song, which is bizarre. And we should have. We should have. When I think of that era of uh, Internet music, I think of the Dota song. The Dota techno song. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, now we're kind of going down that line of like the Baneling song and all those sort of. That was later. That was much later. Yeah, actually, that was, that was quite. Well, that was a Justin Bieber ripoff, right? So that yeah. was yeah. That was much later. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, E3 season has has. But but point being, uh, I I am on the opposite side of the aisle from you. I miss E3. I miss everything kind of being forced to happen within the same week. Like, like, let's get it done. Let's be so overwhelmed that even when there's an underwhelming showing, we still have so much stuff to talk about that. Well, we didn't have time to think too much about how, uh, boy, does it seem like this was a Nintendo direct where they didn't announce a switch sequel. How um, interesting. How, how old is the switch now? Well, it felt old when it released, so it feels really well, old now. Yes, but it was also like my assumption is the the old uh, Wii U, the Wii U confused people, you know, same way people kind of reacted to the PlayStation handheld thing they did three weeks ago or so. The Nintendo like, Switch came out in 2017. 2017? That's not too bad. I don't know. See, see, I don't know. I, I listened to a number of shows after that PlayStation reveal where they showed their little handheld that was a controller that was basically stretched out with a screen in it. Yeah. And people were ripping all over it. And I was kind of shocked because to me, that was like a beautiful product. <laughs> That's the kind of thing. Well, you can't you can take go. it with you. It, it's it's not filling the, it's, it's, it's not like the folks that are critical of the performance of the Switch. That's not filling that void. That's a way to play in your house from your PlayStation without using up the television, which is something I'm interested in because my consoles yeah. live on the TV and I don't always want to, seize control of the entire living room if, if Katie's enjoying watching like AEW or something, but I still feel like getting up to a video game. I'm actually, and I think on the episode where we talked about that, I said that that controller is the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen, but I, I, it is actually serving a purpose. I kind of want it to serve, but it's not filling the, the switch. People who are like, I just want a more powerful switch. And then the other people in the back are like, get a steam deck. And I'm like, ah, I don't want, it doesn't need to be that powerful. I just want Nintendo games to run at a solid frame rate. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I've, it's, 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 I've been on a trip. I've been on a trip because I bought my switch to play Pokemon unite, which odd choice perhaps, but <laughs> you know, I was also, my kids were getting, you know, over two. That's I was fair. starting to feel like it was in the room, you know, get some Nintendo in the house. So it was kind of a, like, well, the excuse. And now I've been making my way through 
Tears of the Kingdom, and I finally, finally beat the... I feel like such a noob. I finally beat the Lightning Temple boss. It took me forever. Everything was so brown, I couldn't tell what the hell was going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> partial game, partial me sucking. I'm sure a big chunk of just like my hours spent in Tears of the Kingdom have been I didn't play Breath of the Wild, so therefore I showed up in the expansion, you know, sequel, with no skill. And I sucked, and I died to every robot I came in contact with. So I'm fine. I finally get into the end. I'm finally getting to the end. I've been loving it. It's uh, it's not really landed with the three year old anymore because three year old likes uh, Garrett. Uh, they like the linear. They like the linear. They've been. Uh, they've oh, been, yeah. Oh, well, go because figure. it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. Oh, right. Because like, figure. I mean, honestly, here. that that really does match with the recommended age for Legos. True. I, 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 I like not not. Um, I'm going to get right out of my memeing on on tears of the kingdom and I'm going to go straight to, I think legitimately probably too young to get a lot out of tears of the kingdom. Well, and it, I, I can see the frustration, you know, cause, cause dad's going, dad's got, you know, weapons on his back. Okay. Dad needs to merge the, 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 the Ruby with the sword so he can fight the elemental, uh, 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 resistance immune, um, other, uh, vulnerable, the vulnerable guys. Nailed and it. then, Oh, I get to the boss room, but Oh, dad's got no arrows. Teleport out. Go get the. Not that you don't run out of arrows or whatever in other Zelda games, but there is a cadence that the dungeon supplies your needs, so you have enough arrows to shoot the little eyeball in the Ocarina of Time. So in fact, he's been like, "Go play Ocarina of Time, Dad. We've done that. We've done that instead. We're gonna go. We're now playing Ocarina of Time because it's more linear. It makes more sense in his brain. And uh, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom really falling off as a enjoyment mm. uh, pastime around here, mm. which is sad. Yeah, Still great, great game. Everyone's great different. Game, but yeah, every, different every kid's different. Grabs on different, different things. I, I pulled our audience while I was here because I was just curious because I don't have a TV in my living room. So the idea of the Switch or that new PlayStation thing is very, very appealing. But uh, 86%, 87% now have a TV in their living room. So yeah, TV that's, in the living that's, room. That's the next thing, man. That's the next thing. When we when we have a uh, 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 a surprisingly... Uh, a generous stream i'm going to be pushing him like all right dude it's time it's time for you to ball a little bit it's time for you to spend some real money on a real tv because holy shit man final fantasy 16 looks so good on our living room tv oh i got a, oh I got a nice God. screen here i got a, a what 1440 that i'm going to be playing final fantasy 14 on oh okay never mind that it's, it's good quality Does it support hdr that's the that's the weird like half square one high dynamic yes. range Half square? Well, I don't know. Oh, you're not talking about cables. You're talking no. about some sort of talking, we're talking about what the can what I, the can monitor. I, can supports. I press a button here? I have overclocking, veritable <laughs> OD, uh, game visuals, shadow okay. boosting. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of buzzwords in this thing. That sounds already. like a, sounds like your monitor is filtering. Okay, never mind. Never HDR mind. is that what you were talking about? Yeah, high dynamic range. Yeah, I have HDR. Okay, I've got, all right. I've got so HDR. you got a really yeah. you've got a much nicer monitor than me. Um, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, you're talking well, about because I have no board. TV in the living room, so like the the, the screens in here are a little more. Mm. But I don't like it. You know, I spend all day in front of the screens. I work in front of screens. I had a video. I do streams. Like it just. I I don't want to walk out and see this void in my living room i'm very thankful that uh i'm at a point in my life where i can afford all the consoles because i i the the older i get the more i really appreciate getting the hell out of this chair and moving to the living room to to play game like yes i got a computer that can run anything and a lot of the times that's where i'd rather be because i love the performance but there's something so relaxing about getting out of where i work (laughs) 
<laughs> and laying down and playing games. Sure. Um, that well, I, I really, uh, really enjoy. In that case, if you enjoy laying down and possibly falling asleep, you should get you should get Vampire Survivors on the Switch. I saw that. Uh, yeah, it's, it, they announced that it's coming, or is it? Is this one of those surprise? It's here now. Let's go. I believe it's coming, but I can't assume it would take that long. It's not like the most no. advanced game in the world. No, uh, yeah, this releasing is, 2023, so it, it's got to cook a little bit for some reason. But yeah, it's it's on its way. This is the most recommended game to me this year, and I still haven't played it. Uh, you can't like not judge it. It's it's hard to fathom why it's good from pictures and video. It's just cozy. Okay. Okay. It's just cozy. People I trust the taste of have told me I would really enjoy it. So yeah. maybe this is it. I know it's on your phone. I hate playing shit on my phone. <laughs> like buttons. Give me buttons. Give me analog sticks. Uh, In my opinion, the Switch has done enough gymnastics to warrant its current cycles, frame rate drops with their handheld. The second I put it in a port... And then I have to get my like bonus USB thing to plug it in to an actual Ethernet cord so I can have real functioning speedy Internet to download video games. You know, that's where I start to be like, what the hell's going on here? Why, why are I we doing this? The Wi-Fi is perfectly fine. I have a launch switch. But, it, but it's Wi-Fi still. Wi-Fi speeds, you know, you know like you, you, know, you want a game now. You want to you want to download and update. You, you do it faster. Do it faster. I don't know. I've never I've never felt like it in a horrible need to hardwire the internet to my switch what am i gonna do oh, yeah. play a game online on the switch well i did i've been at pokemon united i, I know you were pokemon playing pokemon united, i did too so i was actually, playing a competitive game and you know it was worth yeah it was worth the it, was fun. the it cost me like three dollars i got off amazon a little dongle thing to usb yeah. to yeah, cat six yeah no it's i i still i stand by that it's one of my favorite pieces of hardware ever made and that's saying something because i i have such fond memories of Nintendo handhelds growing up. Like I was such a Game Boy Advance kid. Like I was so I was perfect age for Pokemon hitting the states. Um, but boy howdy, it's time. It's time. Like I get it. I get they're not ready. I wasn't expecting them to the to announce the next <laughs> Switch. And you know what? Frankly, they don't need to do anything. Tears of the Kingdom is selling so many copies. They could have just. They could have just literally put out a press release that's the equivalent of uh, dropping a mic via text where it's just like we're too busy counting our zelda money we're not doing a direct this year like i don't think they needed to do one that being said uh, still was watching this one like boy this feels like you're treading water till the next console i I mean the presentation has always been strange <laughs> frankly i find oh no i, I love their presentation you don't do not like the, how they do their presentation the jokes the energy the it's just so cringy like oh i just, love it it's the word at the end of the day i, I disagree I, it's so i i say wholesome i say uh, wholesome um with a intentional seasoning of corny I but they're like in business suit. Like I, I'm not saying we all need to go t-shirt blazer, you know, gamer wear kind of thing. But like, no, just, we don't. There's enough people doing that. It's I'm. It's I think it's it's a nice change of pace with when the maybe. Nintendo I mean, Bros show up in their theirs. It is uniquely theirs. I'll give it that. Um, you know, there's also a lot of games that like I just don't. I don't need to change activities every three seconds. I have a seven month old, so I don't need WarioWare in my life, you know? So there's definitely some, some barriers to the kinds of games they make at times. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a lot of people were disappointed there was no Tears of the Kingdom DLC announcement, but I think that's a little hot on the uh, on the heels to have anything like that for anybody. Yeah, again, like I, this is a my, mentally, I'm in a mix of they didn't need to do shit, but also I wasn't that moved by this presentation. There's a couple of things in here I'm I'm pretty stoked about, but yeah. overall, uh, like I was looking at. Like Detective Pikachu came up, I'm like, this shit looks like a GameCube game. It, I mean, it's I, I, I didn't. It, do you know what's going on with Detective Pikachu? I've never, I've never played one, but there's, okay. I was just like, as someone who is a little grumpy on the Switch right now, that shows up at whatever low frame rate it was running, and I'm just like, all right, Nintendo, listen, I've never come to you for the graphics, but it's time, <laughs> it's time. Let's go, let's move on. <laughs> I. It, it wasn't it just a movie or is detective has no, there was Pikachu a, there, this is, this is like a sequel. There's been a, another detective Pikachu game. Okay. So he's, he's detective before. Yes. Yes. It is, okay. it is not just a Ryan Reynolds movie, even though I love that Ryan Reynolds movie. It was cute. It was a little uh, flat at times, but it was, it was enjoyable. It's not, it's, a, it's not perfect, but I think it's one of the better video game adaptations. I will, I will agree with that. Yeah. It's, and it's very pretty. I like, I like it. Other than Mr. Mime, who I think was made hideous on purpose. Um, well, I think that movie yes. is kind of gorgeous. Mr. Mime is hideous. That's his his trait. <laughs> That's part of his uh, spiel. Yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Um, but so, so what stuck out to you here? What's the, we're, we're, let's stop being let's stop being a grumpy. Give me a more powerful <laughs> switch jerks for a second. And what actually stood out to you? What do you? What, anything in here excite you? Oh, uh, absolutely. I'm probably going to rebuy Vampire Survivors because that just sounds really cozy, but really Super Mario RPG. Okay, me too. An adorable game, and I loved it in the past. I never beat it because it was only at friends' houses I ever checked it out, but same. Super cozy. Like, I game. barely remember it, and I remember like the first time ever picking it up at a friend's house being like, why the shit? Why can't? Why isn't this a normal? Like what? What's with this turn-based? What's going on? Again, I didn't grow up with RPGs. My first like true turn-based experience was Pokemon. Uh, when Pokemon dropped, that was my first turn-based RPG. Um, so I, I, I didn't appreciate it at all. And as time has gone on and the legend of Super Mario RPG has grown and also like my understanding of, of, of gaming genre and why you like w- what's respectable within this more classic style of RPG. Apparently like this is beloved. I've heard people gush about it. This is the type of game that when I say I haven't played it, people are like, Holy shit, Garrett, get on it. What are you doing? A lot of people love the, cause it was an SNES game originally, right? Like a lot of people still yes. love the, the game as it had originally appeared. Cause that, that type of graphics I agree with uh, are, are pretty damn timeless. Um, so it's a game that's always been kind of like on my wall of shame of like, like if I, if I have some time or it becomes more convenient to go and revisit it, I think I will. Um, and now that we're on, uh, uh, I'm out of my villain arc and I'm on my, my, uh, enjoying final fantasy arc. Uh, I'm very, very interested <laughs> in picking up a, a, fr- a fresh coat of paint on a, on an old turn-based classic. Uh, especially if it's something I can carry around on my switch, like th- this, this looks good. This looks good, and it's a game I've always wanted to play. Is this, uh, maybe Chad knows this. Maybe y'all can help me out. Is this the origin of, you know, adorable, sad, heartbroken Bowser? Because that's one of my favorite <laughs> Nintendo tropes, and I love that storyline endlessly. I think this is the first time they ever really personified Bowser so much, right? Because, like, everyone really gets personified in, yeah. in this RPG. 
it's just so like and i went on to love i've played the hell out of mario and luigi partners in time that one's great if you haven't ever played that one uh what's what's the other one uh they, they were all ds games uh where they did like the pseudo rpg thing but it kind of had like real-time puzzle solving you know walk into the guy start the battle stuff here it is i found an image of it uh I, but i have to zoom in on reddit uh paper jam paper jam was cute too just like any of these uh bowser's mario and luigi bowser's uh inside story yeah oh damn i remember when that came out I remember that. Didn't play it, but I remember when it came out. <laughs> I was floored by my DS, like when that was that was a thing. I, was, I went from brick yellowing Game Boy to a DS, so the jump was huge. Brick yellowing DS, yes. the, the Game Boy. The oh, game, the I original. Went from the game oh, Boy. I was yeah, yeah, I, I was Game, game Gear. I was Game Gear kid, and then I, I made the jump to Game Boy Color, and I had my like rechargeable pack on the back and my magnifying glass attachment and headphones. I mean, those aren't special, but <laughs> there's a headphone jack, you know. You I, did, you I had the say. magnifying glasses. I keep getting TikToks yeah. for all of the Game Boy peripherals and I love them, but I never had any. I didn't even have the little worm light thing, which I, I wish I had, but eventually. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I never had that either. I when never they, had the when they, when the advance came out, I wasn't, I didn't get the launch advance, but when they came out with the foldable advance SP, I got that and that had a built-in backlight, which was holy shit, a, mm-hmm. a massive, massive game changer. Still have it. Yes. I can see it from here. It's sitting over on my currently collecting dust sim racing rig. <laughs> So. I, I'm sure it'll surprise nobody that uh, I love Luigi. I've gushed about Luigi's Mansion enough. So Luigi's Mansion 2 actually coming out for Switch is, is going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to that, too. Is it 2 or is it? The, I thought it was the 3DS Dark Moon. Well, but I believe I believe it skipped two. So because I was confused as well. Luigi's Mansion one and then you just go straight to three. So I believe Dark Moon is the two that didn't have a two on it. Oh, that is Luigi's Mansion 2. Okay. Yes. Okay. Is my understanding. And I never played that one because I didn't have the 3DS to play that and play that guy. I was also just kind of out of Game Boy at that point. Phone started coming out. You know, I was working the job. I was going downtown. Yeah. Um, I wasn't I wasn't on my Game Boy anymore. <laughs> I was playing the Flappy Birds and all that kind of Oh my god, you play Flappy Bird? Only briefly. I had like some snake games. Mostly it was just podcasts. I didn't really like gaming on the train. Uh, that's I can I can understand that I've never I've never lived anywhere where public transit was reliable so I don't know what that's like it would be a different yeah it'd be a very different vibe if I had my switch when I was doing my downtown Chicago commute every day on the brown line like that that would have been pretty chill that would have been pretty chill I mean you I mean and you learn skills like you riding that thing every day you're standing, you know, you're just like surfing it you kind of position the bar so it was like right on your butt crack so you could sort of like Hug it and lean into it with your backbones. Your uh, your wait. Are you telling me that blades? you you held onto the bar with your butt crack? Well, but and your shoulder blades. You kind of like lean into it and you oh, use. So you're, the you're burying the lead here, just like I guess you were burying that line. pole between your two cheeks. Yeah, but it allowed you to have both hands free in order to navigate said devices with uh, impunity. Okay, dear podcast listeners, please tweet at me and tell me I heard that correctly. Yeah, you did. Okay. It was a, it's a skill. It's a developed skill. The pole clench. Okay. Yes. Exactly. I do uh, because the place I do something like this regularly is because uh, if I ever want to leave my state of Florida, I always get stuck in Atlanta because I usually fly Delta. Um, 
and you got to take the you got to take the they have like a, a rail between the terminals and right. that thing speeds up quickly and it stops quickly and i just got one of those i do the hover arm where you kind of wrap your arm around it and you keep it yeah you don't touch it with your your bicep or your forearm but you kind of just hover and that way you kind of brace yourself either direction if you need to well it's that's a, what i do yeah the florida's got a tram in its airport but that one's that one's got a special misery. To That's it just to get AC. you from TSA to any terminal. So you, yeah. like, it's kind of one and done. Sometimes you're stuck on the ATL uh, line for a, for a bit. If you're going from like the furthest gate to the other furthest gate, it's a pretty long rail, <laughs> rail ride. Yeah, but the, yeah, see, the South has the AC, though, and touching that pole can like cause your whole body to go out of whack. <laughs> the pole's freezing. <laughs> Hence the development of the scale of the butt crack grip okay, onto the pole. I always wear a hoodie when I travel or a jacket. I have to have pockets, so uh, the cold pole doesn't bother me none. <laughs> the cold didn't bother you anyway. And damn what straight. about you? What about you? Anything uh, on the list? I'm really excited for Super Mario RPG remake as well. Um, uh, beyond that, I was excited to see Palea is coming to Switch, which I've, I have mentioned this game uh, anytime there's even like a little news about it because it looks like a really chill animal crossing esque MMO. It's like a combat light. If at all MMO, I think there's hunting. I think you might hunt in it. Um, I, I keep getting invited to their alpha tests, but I haven't taken them up on it. Cause apparently I'm not allowed to talk about it. And I'm like, well, I don't want to play your game if I can't talk. Oh, about sure. It. <laughs> yeah. That's just dangerous. I, I'd rather yeah. not. Yeah, but I really like the look of this game. Um, I don't. It, it doesn't look as good on the Switch as, as when they announced it, because um, it's also going to be on PC. But it says they're going to do cross platform. I went. I went digging afterwards because I didn't. I didn't see any mention of cross platform in the trailer. And so, if you can do cross play and you can just jump between like PC and Switch when you're on the go, awesome. It's just a win win as far as I'm concerned. Oh, that's handsome. Yeah, if that's capable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, I I need a new vibe game in my life, Kyle, and this looks like it might be a vibe game. Hmm, vibe game. Hmm. You, you you're not an Animal Crossing player, and you also don't no. like. You also don't like the the awesome farm game that literally everyone else likes. Yeah, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah. You don't like you don't like Stardew Valley. Well, I, I just don't like failing for a whole year until I'm <laughs> dateable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kyle, that's called the high school. Um, I know, but it just kind of sucked. Like every for a whole year, everyone's like, wow, your pumpkins are awful. Pfft, I don't want to date you. OK, go do some com. It was lame. Com- Moonlighter Superior. Moonlighter is a superior game. <laughs> but I, you know, if Animal Crossing, if I defended my island from zombie invasions at night, I'd be there. But I'm also I've been told I'm a weirdo that can relax during Darkest Dungeon. So that's like my vibe game. That's my turn based chill game. You know, I know the stress is high and like people are going crazy. But I don't know. They're going crazy. And I'm not. I, I think I kind of find some uh, schadenfreude in that. <laughs> a little bit of release when they're going mad and uh, threatening each other on my team. I'm like, at least it ain't me. Did you ever play like The Sims or anything? Have you ever liked a like a, a completely combat free game? Uh, Probably. I mean, I'm not I'm not like insane for combat i played a lot of sim town that was the main one i played growing up mm. with sim town which sucked because eventually you would build yourself into a corner where you couldn't unlock more points to clean the water 
I've got an issue with cleaning water, clearly. Like Apparently, think, we talked about this with uh, yes. uh, City Skylines last week. I just don't think you should need points to keep clean water in a fantasy world builder. Clean water is good, after all. Uh, you can tell I live in a city, too, and I have to watch. Poor beaver, man. There's this beaver that lives down <laughs> in a river by me. And there's, like, there's like uh, Albertson's cart in there and, like, some cones. And I just feel bad. Like, I just don't know why anyone doesn't go down there and clean this poor beaver's can, home. Can you? Is bit. it safe to get to? I don't know if I'm allowed to. It's like, you know, it's a public park okay, area. Well, I think you have your answer then. I think other people probably don't know if they're allowed to. Yeah, but yeah, the city. Like, it's, 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 save the beaver, but poor beaver. We're, build, we're coming up with a storyline now, Kyle. Now you're going to have to call your local municipality and ask, I'm, hey, can I have traipse into this beaver dam and yeah, help can clean I, it can up? Can I get the Albertson's cart out of there? It kind of it takes away the sights. Is it part <laughs> of the dam? Is it structural? No, it is, is not structural. Is the it beaver is digging, it is digging the yeah, Albertson's the, cart? The the beaver has not advanced to raccoon levels and you know taken on the surrounding uh, okay. flora as right. it were. All right, just, okay. Wanted, okay. just All right. wanted to make sure. All right, I loved Baba's You. I like puzzle games. Uh, oh yeah, and, you, and you we both have comic. a shared love of Roller Coaster Tycoon. But yep. I Roller Coaster Tycoon, okay. that'd be so the big you, one. Yeah, yeah. So flow flow simulators. I really like uh, Two Point Hospital. I like I, I like where you have to manage a crowd having to buy tickets to go to the thing, to get in this line, to go to this line. And you go, oh man, that line's too long. I need to build another one of those. Oh, now I have too many. And now I need to increase that. I need to add by advertising and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for me, Super Mario RPG and Paleo, those are like the the big surprises. I've never been a Pikmin guy. So, you know, they dedicated a lot of time to Pikmin 4. And I'm like, okay, good for my Pikmin friends. I have like two of them. <laughs> um, but I'm curious, though, because yeah, Pikmin is kind of that Last Guardian kind of style game in my head. Like, it's a strategy game that I feel like I would enjoy. I just, when I played Pikmin originally, maybe one or two, I was just so pissed off at my Pikmin for doing the wrong stuff all the time or not going exactly where I wanted them to. And I'm a StarCraft fan. So there was an element of like, oh, my God, why do I have this in between? You know why? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're cute. But like, I don't need to be the spaceman. I need to be the Pikmin queen and have direct control over these Pikmin. <laughs> you, I'm starting to learn, Kyle, that you refuse to accept things the way they are. That's how we get better worlds <laughs> that's that is uh, is subjective sir that is true but you know i'm also selective in what i what battles i choose to fight and i think these are okay battles these are innocent enough battles <laughs> not participating in kick discourse or something like that the internet was very confusing kick? this week yeah kick you know the, the streaming website there's a bunch of like the, the kicks. oh I mean, that's old and news then, man we're talking about uh, uh, uh submarines now yeah that well that's old news too right that's old those old those the kick thing or something about gambling or something and then the then everyone's doing zero context pictures of submarines it's just uh, this week has been very confusing online blink one eight two steps on um yeah I'm lost. Yeah. I'm lost. Yeah, th this is this is one of those weeks where I'm just like, uh, it's enough internet for this yeah. month. I'm yeah, done. I'm, I'm done with the month, of, month of June. Twitter, I'll see you in July. How's that sound? Sound okay? Uh, yeah, but no. Beyond that, I, mean, I think it was cool. Uh, uh, Peach is going to get her own game, but they, you know, we didn't see a lot of that. They showed a little bit of it. it looks like it's going to be side scroller esque. It walked, yeah, Peach walked around. They did a little dance and their dress changed. Again, like if they're doing the cute Paper Mario thing, 
these characters have a lot of personality and I will definitely I was surprised it. it didn't immediately launch into something a little more action based after uh Peach in her freaking awesome um motorcycle uniform from the movie. I've heard about that. Did Peach was spo- Peach was like an action hero in the movie. Did she up cha? Did she do an up cha, a butt slam where she, you know, did the spin and up cha kind of thing like so. Mario Par- or, I don't uh, think so. Also Smash Bros. her dress when she gets a fire flower is freaking awesome. Or was it a frost flower? Oh, I think it was a frost flower, and I rem- I'm I'm very out of the loop with modern Mario, and I was, so I was talking to my brother, who's way more into it. I was like, "This is a frost flower? Is that a thing?" He's like, "Yeah, it's been a thing for a while, dude." I'm like, "Oh, okay." But oh yeah, man, the dress looks sick. Turning into, turn into to, elephants or something. I'm looking forward to you watching that movie, man. Again, the the visuals are great. Me too. I believe the 28th. I've heard the 28th. It comes to actual streaming services. Okay. So I, I look forward to that as well. Yeah. Anyway, P- Peach to me was a highlight of that movie. I really liked kind of their their treatment because um, they like in the movie, like it's like the first five minutes. Mario was new to the Mushroom Kingdom, so he's kind of fish out of water. And Peach has been there and been a ruler for a while, so she's kind of showing him the ropes. And I thought that dynamic was pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I heard Peach stole the show. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Also, Charlie Day's Luigi. <laughs> was amazing. Well, yeah, we all knew that was going to work out. Like, if you perfect have casting. seen any, the guy has a quote online where he doesn't audition for roles because you know what you're going to get. I would listen to that brilliant. interview. Uh, yeah, I think it was an old Nerdist interview, as a matter of fact, where he was. He's like, Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't effing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I, don't, I, don't I respect do that, that. I respect that. If it's you're as busy with as successful of a show as it's always sunny, like why, why would you bother? Like, good for him. Like, that sounds awesome. I aspire to have their thumbnail skills someday because every time I go to Hulu, they have a new cover image of them like doing the wolf howling moon thing or dressed up as like, oh, for the It's Always Sunny podcast Luchas or something. No, no, just like the, the Hulu image is always changing when you go to Hulu. Like they're always oh, changing the cover image out gotcha. based on the season or something. Oh, OK, they're great. They're I mean, in the check, I've been meaning to check out their podcast. I see clips on TikTok and it's freaking hilarious. Uh, anyways, but yeah, for me, that's that's kind of it. Like uh, I don't need to play Metal Gear again. I haven't been playing the current Pokemon's, so the the Scarlet Violet DLC doesn't you know move a needle for me. We already knew about Sonic Superstars. Makes sense that it's coming to Switch, and they don't need to give you more Tears of the Kingdom because they're just they need to count that money. I mean, honestly, there's plenty in there too. Like, yeah, it can get a little repetitive if you're doing all the Assassin's Creed side quests, but. I would be shocked if a normal person, <laughs> a non-streamer has 100% of it in some regard. But I, I don't know. I actually, I haven't checked out the market, but I assume it's a it's an odd game to stream because it doesn't really have a storyline when you watch it. You know what I mean? Like I, you, you're, I would imagine it, it depends on the person streaming it, right? Like, because if you're if you're very good at building in the game and also you have an inquisitive mindset, I bet, I bet it's a blast to watch streamers that are kind of that, (laughs) that alignment, if you will. Sure. Do you remember what was it? The 2000, probably one, there was the TikTok guy who would just react to people doing overly complicated things by just using his hand or something like that. No. Okay. Well, (laughs) someone would be like, check it out. I can fold this box of Oreos in such a way that I made a bowl out of it. And his whole shtick was he would sit there looking really nonplussed, hold up a bowl and pour the Oreos into oh, it. Oh, never mind. Yes. That was that. Yes. Yeah. I know exactly the guy you're talking about. Uh, never That's mind. my yeah, reaction no. to every 
TikTok video I ever see of Tears of the Kingdom. Like someone is making this ridiculous spaceship launcher and I stick two planks together and walk up the side. I'm entirely uncreative, but also the game doesn't demand more of me. You're, I've got you're, places to be. Spartan is the word you're looking for. You're Ooh. Spartan about it. Spartan? Like the Spartan. warriors? Yes. Kind of that. Yeah. Why are, are they not, are they frugal? How does this? Uh, I believe it comes from the fact that they're directed to the point. Like they're, okay. they're dedicated. They're, they're a means to an end. The, you know, I, I, you know, I've never thought about it too much, Kyle. The, the pointy end goes another guy kind of strategy. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I've never really thought about why, why, where that, would that even be I an idiom? It. idiom? It's a single word. I don't think a single word yeah. can be an idiom. But. I love it. I want to use that. I just need to make sure I know the definition before I go rattling it off. But <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. I'm going to look it up. I I've, I've use it a, 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 for a long time. And uh, my dad is the one who inst- he uses the term Spartan a lot. Dude, that, oh my God. Like, oh, Kristen's going to love that. She's like holding two kids, like getting it done. She's like, can uh, and then like pulls off some amazing feat of like making dinner at the same time. And I'm, I could be like, holy crap, you're so Spartan. She's going to lose her mind. It's more, it's more like if you have a, like if you're the type of person, like, like in college, I just had a mattress on the floor and not a lot of furniture. So my bedroom, (laughs) you could have described it as Spartan. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Are you sure it's not sparse? Is it just a sparse maybe is what everyone's thinking? We've, got, we've become confused. No, no, no. Chats, chats with me. Yeah. Luke's okay. saying Spartan equals minimalist. Chris Major saying a Spartan apartment, for example, would be barely furnished. No art and walls, etc. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but like it, it minimal, like it, it's it's definitely there's a Venn diagram where Spartan and minimalist cross over. But minimalist also usually is is an aesthetic, whereas Spartan is usually like devoid of aesthetic. It's like right. just what I need to survive. It's that old the, the meme picture of the you won't believe men actually live like this with the one chair in front of the TV, yes. the fold out chair. Yes. Yes. 100%. I don't live like that anymore. I don't live like that anymore because I have become accustomed to not having my house echo. That is my main driving force. (laughs) I want a carpet on my wood floor, not because it's like nice, but because I don't desire echo while I'm doing stuff. Completely changed my, my whole outlook on, on rugs. We have so many rugs in the house now. Cause I was, I like, I grew up with carpet. I was like, I hate it. I just want hardwood or or we have, we have laminate because I can't afford that shit. Um, Oh, sure, and, sure. And she's yeah. like, no, rugs. Rug. And I'm like, do we really, like, what's the point? And she's like, it helps to find space. You're not walking mm. on something hard all the time. Stops. Yeah. She's totally right. She's totally right. Rugs for days. Get me more rugs. Love rugs. Big mm. rug fan. Big rug energy in the South, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's uh, very little battle pass energy in Dota, apparently. Um, as our resident Dota 2 enthusiast. Previous, yeah, it's been as, a long time. as the artist formerly known as obsessed with Dota, what the yes. what's going on with Dota? Did so Blizzard Dota, once again go all in on on something that's about to become obsolete in the gaming space? Perhaps, yes. It's an interesting parallel to what's happening with Diablo Four and it ramping up for its big battle pass release. Uh, Dota was doing a a post this week, as of the nineteenth, learning from the past, looking to the future. The ten year anniversary of Dota's public release is coming up, and every international, so not as like fervent as your Apex Legends or your Pokemon Unites or what have you, you know, the battle passes you might be more familiar with, Fortnite. Dota does a big battle pass anytime leading up to the international. It has all sorts of 
cool tie-ins with it, like picking what player you want to sort of like fantasy football yourself around, you know, kind of putting their name tag on yourself, maybe getting signed items, signed quote unquote, but like this item supposedly through some sort of internet magic has been blessed by this player. And you now kind of have it on your person. You kind of, you know, feel like a sports star, right? Like getting a signed Jersey equivalent. Yeah. Of course it's digital, you know, much like signatures. It might all be made up. You know, who cares? But it, 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 there's energy. And you, Did you go get to, ripped off on a signature at some point. Was, no, <laughs> is there a no, story but, you know, here? Like, but like the, that store at downtown Disney and there's like all the signatures and there's like the approval sticker on the back. And it just all seems so terribly fake. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't personally believe a lot of it. He, I own some signature stuff, too. I got Sean Connery and uh, Harrison Ford right here. Like I, I, I got a George Lucas one as well. Like I, I, I got I some have, ones I really enjoy. I have a Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day autograph. Uh, yeah, but, you know, in the back of my head, I'm kind of like, but it also might be fake. So, you know, let's not invest mm. too much energy. I know my my, my chemical romance autographs aren't fake because I, I stood there and watched them sign my converse. Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> it's all I had on me. That was, they signed the white toe. It's, it was like, I should talk to you. I was like, I, I, I wore all, I wore all black. Uh, sign the white toe of my chucks, please. Thank you. I want to get some converse. I should talk to you. I should talk to you about, uh, or I should get some. Converse. Anyway, oh, uh, yeah. oh, my, my DRG sign is real. I was there. I, my, I witnessed him sign my hydralis wearing glasses. <laughs> we were at I the same event. I've, uh, yes. I've, I still have my sign somewhere from Marine King prime. Yes. Yes. So, you know, some of them I witnessed myself. I've got the let's say here's the storm thing signed by some Diablo stuff signed by uh, D Bradley Baker signed my zergling or my uh, yeah, my zergling. That was really fun. Anyway, so there's a lot of events that happen around the international and with it comes this battle pass and Dota basically came out this week and was like, we generate so much content for this. It's actually kind of a waste, and to be perfectly honest, to really be paraphrasing here, they said to be per- perfectly honest, not a lot of people buy anything. And it's exhausting us. And you can kind of read between the lines here and start putting together a dialogue, at least I felt, thinking about the developers, of how disappointing it must be to constantly make tons of content for the purpose of having it disappear off the earth at the end of the event, at the end of the battle pass. The, the FOMO, the other sort of advertisement trappings of a battle pass after 10 years wear down the artists wear down the designers and constantly throwing your work in the trash over and over again to say hey that was exclusive mutually exclusive that time isn't fun to develop for so they're going to be moving away from cosmetic items as part of that Uh, they're still going to be doing the prize pool sort of thing they're still going to be focusing players events leading up to the international but it's not going to be this big dump of content into the game. They're going to stretch that over the year and remove it from the battle pass sphere. Which is awesome. How, is it going to be less stuff added to the game over time because they're doing that? Or like how much of this is just a cooling of the player base around Dota 2 versus how much of this is the company going uh, battle passes have run their course and we're moving on from this trend. I feel like it's both. Of course, you know, you do have Dota getting along a little long in the tooth. You had the big update they did where they updated the map and new items and repositioned various things, changed UI elements, uh, added a new client feature, like all that sort of hard work benefited every player in their game. Whereas they're seeing that the battle pass, even with their whales in tow, they are finding they are creating a game for very, very few people. 
And in fact, it's not really, even with the whales, it's not really all that viable anymore for them this mm-hmm. late into the game. Now, of course, you have a brand new game. You have your very first battle pass. I bought the first Pokemon Unite battle pass. I bought the first Apex Legends battle pass. Like there's always going to be the new game that comes out and you go, okay, I'm into this right now. Let's try it on for size. I'm sure that's a great surge. I'm sure Diablo 4 is going to have a decent kickback of money when they release theirs because it's new and exciting. Yeah, The storyline over there imagine. is people are are shocked that Diablo 4 is going to require a new seasonal character. Some people are shocked. If you played Diablo yes. 3, you shouldn't be shocked. Yes, there a lot of people, uh, the newer players to Diablo 4 are enjoying their current character and want to purchase something that's going to incentivize them playing their current character more. Yeah, the and, and then I, brand new character. and then I, I'm with like I don't really like I I did a little bit of seasonal play in Diablo 3 and I enjoyed it the few times I did it, but I don't want to play like that all the time. The idea of just constantly starting over seems like it would get long in the tooth. And I realize that's the way a lot of like top streamers play, but that makes sense. They're invested. They're playing the game every single day. So if you're streaming that much, why wouldn't you be down to start over? Right. Uh, and that's how they run their leaderboards and all of that. But me, I, like I get it, but also I'm not surprised is, is my point on the Diablo four stuff. Definitely. Definitely. And that shows that they reached a wider market that this game perhaps reached more people in the first place than Diablo 3 did. Well, and there's all sorts of metrics we don't have right now. Maybe, but Diablo 3 also didn't have a battle pass, so maybe you were, like, holding out hope. Like, again, it's like, I, I, I'm I'm of two minds right here. I hate to be the guy in the middle, but I'm kind of in the middle on this one. We're like, I totally get people being surprised, but I'm not surprised. I get Me the either. hope. I get the hope for there's there's something there. Just, like, just play, well, like why, 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 why limit it that way? It is a little strange. Like, why not play the game the way you want it and still allow progress through the battle pass. It's a little segmented in a way that I do find a bit odd. Yes. I'm also in a, I'm in an interesting mind state right now as I have started my druid up for that game. And I love Diablo four, frankly, like it plays so good. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying to man and maybe I think right now, I think it's kind of my, my, my relaxing place. Cause I sure. I, I play it in a, in a vacuum vacuum. Like I don't, we don't stream it. Like I just, I play it when I've got a, like an extra hour or two here and there. And I literally like, it's, it's a thing lights off. Uh, it's summer. So I don't have my hoodie, but if I did, it would be hood up. Like I would just, it would be degen hour for yeah, me. It's, it's and, a mood. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm not super sold on the story, but like I said, I wasn't, I loved Diablo three and I didn't give a crap about its narrative. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I've started up my Druid, which is really fun. I'm really enjoying how quickly you can get to werewolfing. They did a really great job designing those abilities. Mm. Just give you werewolf without having to transform into werewolf. It's got a timer on it. Get back in werewolf. Go back to your other abilities. Like a whole, you know, button wasted, essentially. Yeah. Did the same thing with Greymane, which I thought was great. And here's the storm. Oh, I and thought about I'm, that. I'm skipping all the cutscenes because I don't really care. And you already and, seen uh, them. Right? Are, have yeah. you already finished the story once? No, so I took my druid off to Act Two, and I'm I'm watching those because I haven't seen them before. But it's still just kind of flat, and the energy is kind of weird. I just and got to partic- the end of I think I just got to the end of like this. This I'll call it the cannibal arc. Yeah, that's I good. loved it. I loved it that was beautiful. Part. I'm it was actually great. getting pretty invested in the story uh, in this chunk. Like I really like what's going on in the world. Um, it feels grounded in a way i'm not used to diablo feeling again uh, i got on board with diablo 3 i played a little bit of two but it's not i'm not i'm not a, like a two 
a historical two fan, like, like you are, or like a lot of people are. Um, but yeah, I keep coming back to like, I'm just really impressed. Like it's a good game and I'm enjoying it and it's giving me those old blizzard feels and I'm happy about it because I was, that's what I was hoping for. Cause I know there's a lot of heroes of the storm talent on the team and I was hoping it would, I was really hoping it would shine through and I think it is shining through. Yeah. It plays amazingly. Uh, I'm still disappointed in the story being lackluster, but I mean, they have some environments, as you just said, with the cannibal kind of thing where you're going through like a full Adobe style town. And that is an aesthetic that I don't get to see very much. And no. I grew up in Mexico. So I'm instantly like, Oh, whoa, like ambushes inside this area. This is badass. And the overworld really allows for them to do set pieces like a ghost crawling out of a tomb nearby like it's not so procedurally generated you have those when you go in the dungeon but the overworld allows you to have just that little feeling of that dark souls one this was crafted as opposed to the elden rings tears of the kingdoms when you're like this field didn't have to be that big <laughs> there was no reason for this to take that long to walk to i get that it's it's different in Tears of the Kingdom, and I bring up Elden Ring purposely because like there's no farmers, like there's no villages. The the the, the fact that a FromSoft game gave you your horse like basically immediately in Diablo Four is just like f you. It's gonna be vanilla World of Warcraft up in this bitch. <laughs> like yeah, like, I'm like where's my horse? <laughs> I do miss. Yes, I do desire a horse a lot of the time. Yeah, that, that's the one thing I think. Like just just we know it's in the game. Just give us the damn horse. Like who cares? There's also, there's, there's things that bother me. Mass effect. I think it was two. They didn't want to animate every gun in the game. So you would pull out a pistol sometimes. Oh, for the cutscenes. Yeah. Or like uh, dragon age was really bad about this where you'd be a full wizard. You have your fugly mage hat, your giant robes, a staff on your back. And people be like, we don't trust any wizards around here. They're all mean and bad and going to turn into monsters. But you look trustworthy. And I'm like, as wizard as you get. And then you get in a cutscene, you pull out a knife and stab a guy. You're like, how? I get that you had the development time. So there's a point in Diablo 4 last night I was playing where it was like, hold on. I must read this ancient druidic language. Only I can translate it. I'm standing here a druid. Like, uh, you defend me while I read the ancient texts. Yeah, I wish they had done. What are you doing? Like, really early on, there's shit with Wrathma, the first necromancer, and I'm playing as a necromancer. I'm like, I feel like I should have a little more custom dialogue here. Yeah, just just a little bit. And and to me, this is nitpicky because the the voice acting is uh, really well done and excruciatingly plentiful. Everything's voice acted in the game, so the, that way I'm, I'm I'm impressed. But yeah, there's little there's little moments where I'm like, I would have liked a little more tailoring here based on what you decided to play. Um, but it's also in my head because like we've done a lot of the side shit in Final Fantasy 14, and you get every once in a while you get custom dialogue based on stuff you've completed in game. And to me, it's it's a nice little uh, it's a nice little surprise moment. Now, granted, a lot of the stuff in 14 isn't voice acted, so it's. You know, I would imagine not as expensive to write a few lines of dialogue as it is to like call up a voice actor and be like, yo, uh, can you do a whole custom suite of voices in case someone plays through this as a druid? Thanks. Right. Send us the bill. This is very much the armchair development side of things where like you couldn't say you couldn't record them saying, let me see that. Like that couldn't be done. That was an impossible task to say, let me see that. And then you open the door was, but I, you know, the production money, uh, also, like, I mean, I've I've made videos where I want to record something after the fact and trying to sound like yourself from three days ago is hard. <laughs> oh, I hate doing it. 
Oh, yeah. I'm doing a big like, voiceover oh. job right now for a client, man. And uh, I did roughly eight hours of voiceover that day that I thought I was getting strep. Cause I was like, Oh no, mm. I, I got to knock it out now while I, my voice is still here. Cause I, if I do it and this lingers and I end up having to do it with a jacked up throat and I have to do any pickups, there's no way I'm matching it once I'm better on the other side of this. And then I'm not being strapped and it ended up not being a big deal, but I am doing pickups and just like, even though there's a slight difference, just ever so slight difference of my voice and I'm trying to match it and it's driving me nuts. Well, and yeah, sometimes I'm in here like slapping my cheeks, be like, Whoa, because, you know, I get excited when I'm on a show with you. I'm, you know, I'm talking with you. We're vibing. And then I have to go back and record a line and I'm sitting by myself and I'm kind of talking like this. And I have to be like, OK, no, I was excited at that time. Let's do this. What was I, watching I, gotta, I, gotta, I was watching it. I think it was a GQ interview with uh, Aubrey Plaza. And she was talking about doing her drunk scenes in the, the recent season of White Lotus, which. I'm not going to recommend it to you. You'd hate it. It's great. <laughs> It's great. Uh, but there's a lot of scenes where she's drunk and they were, they were like, what, what do you do for a drunk scene? She's like, I literally just spin around a bunch of times mm. before, before I do my lines so that I'm physically dizzy. And I was like, that's clever as shit. So it sounds like you do something similar when you're trying to yeah. do a pickup for a YouTube Recapture video. Recapture that. Yeah. But all that is to say, uh, I'm surprised too at the backlash about the seasonal thing because seasons in Diablo three were an excuse for you to come back and play something completely different. And that was, yeah, the point. But I don't think point. it's insane to be like, don't you no. want me to buy a battle pass as someone who doesn't want to roll a seasonal character? Like, don't you want to find a way to like let me give you more money? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I like, I get it. I get it on both sides. I really do. I don't see them ignoring that outcry and facilitating some sort of future play the same character, whether it's a new game plus kind of thing. Yeah, anything like that. I was I was holding out. I know they've got like nightmare dungeons and stuff. But I was like, I was hoping out. I was holding out hope because there was so much like sprinkling of MMOification of Diablo Four. I'm like, just just do raids, just add raids, and then when you have updates, add a new raid. Like that that shit would bring me back. Like and and have it scale, make it something you could solo, but go in with a friend or something. Because like the idea of like having a game like Diablo where you and I could just be like two man raid night. Let's go. Like that just sounds so. So in, in, enticing to me. It's yeah. It's, the whole MMO thing is, is very hit and miss because I'll be in town. I'll be like, ew, gross. Oh, gross. Go away. Ew, gross. What are you doing here? That's my shopkeep. Gross. Get out of here. I'm the lone hero. I was not in the world. I'm like, where are you? Where the hell is everybody? This is bullshit. Help me with this <laughs> trial that's going on. Where I are wasn't, the people? I wasn't. What, what difficulty are you playing on? Are you playing on the second um, one up? The veteran. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Veteran. So, we had our buddy Bo on two weeks ago. I was listening to him on his actual show that he does the core podcast. And he was saying it is a complete waste of time to do the second level up because it's, it's, it's a, it's a minuscule XP bump and everything is significantly harder, but you're not tapped into the level four loot tier loot doesn't change until level four difficulty. Oh, interesting. So he, he said, unless you're just doing it for your own EP, there's basically like you're really not getting much out of it. You're leveling, you're getting a little more XP, but you're killing things slower because it's it bumps up health and damage quite a bit. So, sure. Kyle, I was I was also I was, I was with you. I was on this first, you know, the, the only other di- harder difficulty they will let you choose when you're starting a new character. And um, I never saw anyone. And then after I heard Bo talk about it on core, I'm like, I'm going to drop this down 
I'm going to go to the low setting. Suddenly just, wow, just people everywhere. <laughs> huh, interesting. I still don't see a ton of people out in the world, but I see more than before, which was basically no one ever. Like I've yeah. actually done a few events in the world where there's other players and I do like it better because it seems like that's kind of what they had in mind when they designed these systems. So, hmm. yeah, it was, it, it, it was interesting. I think I'm going to keep it. I like the, I like the pacing. I like the difficulty. And also I'm, I'm enjoying my Druid more now that I'm going into areas that are like two levels too high for me on my sorcerer. I was really kind of hitting a wall of uh, everything's the same. Everything feels the same difficulty. Yeah, I'll do that to myself. I'm okay with that. I don't when I was still on rights. veteran, when I hit 25, I was like, holy shit, I'm getting destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and then I realized like, I, I hadn't activated off. my skeletal mages yet. Because <laughs> I didn't oh, know how sure. the Book of the Dead worked. So, yeah, I was just uh, I was just playing like an idiot. So once I, uh, once I got everything activated that I could get activated, I got my golem they, now. I got, I got such a freaking entourage of bone boys. I love it. They do some cute things where they really restrict uh, the information. Like you're not aware of all those passives until they turn on. But it also means when those passives come online, it's very easy to forget they exist or not yeah. acknowledge their existence. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good game. It's a fun game. Also, I think we just scooped ourselves on what we've been playing. Uh, so you, oh, sure. you want to talk yeah, about Final Fantasy go. 16? Yes, I have a tie in here. Happy release day, everybody. Final Fantasy 16 is out. As long as you have a PS5. Rip. Yep. <laughs> Rip indeed. Uh, so my tie in here is I am I'm absolutely... Uh, Pleased as punch to hear that Final Fantasy 16 is going to have a new game plus that is tactically different. That was a huge selling point to me. Not that I wasn't going to play it already, because, you know, we're enjoying it. We, we watched the cutscenes in the demo. We had a really good time watching TV together and playing a little bit here and there. But I love when a difficulty says, I'm going to move things around. This guy's going to have different abilities. You'll fight different numbers of enemies. It's not just a scaling sort of thing. So I could see myself going through this game multiple times. I don't know if there's like moral choices anywhere in it. I don't think you can get different endings, but still like tactically different difficulties mean a lot to me. Final Fantasy with a more Bioware-ish choice and dialogue system would be really cool. I'd be super into that. It'd be fun. I get, you know, with the passage of time, it's probably a lot of development time wasted. Uh, it was always really interesting to play the Telltale games and see the perspectives on who picked what mm. but those were a bit more comic book campy yeah and, and uh, much more on rails it was like an interactive yeah. storybook yeah exactly yeah you, i don't I, I can't think of a time when i actually shot maybe i like threw a batarang or something like that so we're going to be playing it tonight on stream at the time of recording this so for yep. folks that don't tune in live we record the podcast live uh 2 p.m eastern time on our youtube channel and then thursday nights we have a, a game stream usually final fantasy 14 tonight we're doing final fantasy 16 it's launch day it's what we want to do that's what we're going to do so that's what we're going to do um <laughs> But uh, well I, my burning question, Kyle, uh -huh. how did you buy it? How oh, did just you? digitally. Oh, just, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't need boxes in my life. Did I you pre-order? No. So you didn't get the XP ring? No, it's not an XP ring. It's a gill ring. 
Oh, it's a Gil ring? I thought it was an XP yeah, ring. Yeah, I, I, I read it was only Gil. You had to get oh. like the super duper collector's edition. I thought the there was an XP item. XP. No. I mean, if I have to do a little bit of like side questing without you, oh no, I have to play the video game. People that are saying it's really both. Good. It's both. Okay, okay, cool. So I did get an XP item. All right. Okay. All right, yeah, so. I don't I don't pre-order games on 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 principle. Not on like some principle. Sort of, I don't do it's not like some Listen, sort of normally I don't either, but I'm like this is happening. We're playing this yeah. game. <laughs> like sure. I want the items. It's it's literally digital. Like unless these servers cannot download the game day of, I just don't. Plus uh I I find it I find it uh I'm I'm someone who is easily affected in my dreams by excitement. And I will lose sleep if I pre-order something. Like I, I have a healthier time just like letting my brain forget about things. Are you okay? I, I, do, this, I do this with TV shows. Do you where like to, I'm like, hmm? do you need to like talk talk to someone? No, no, no. I just get excited. <laughs> I, I like I literally like get like middle school excited in my bed. I, I, get so that is, I was about to say I don't think that's happened to me since middle school. Yeah, no, I I do. I, I just get excited when things are like pre-installed, pre-ordered, pre-whatever. Like I've got good internet. Uh, despite what the chat thinks about my Wi-Fi, it's fine. <laughs> I think there's something seriously got, wrong with your Wi-Fi, by the way. I've got good and I've got a modern box. I just it's faster when I plug it in and I and I don't pre-install. I'm a, this this picture should be coming together for you. Yes, it sounds like a really uh, inconvenient way to live your life. It, it No, it means there's like not as much pre-hype. I don't get as invested. I don't put my personal feelings into what I expect out of something. Why do you? So I, Why? Why bother? Well, because I... What? Why? Like, like, just don't. Just don't, Kyle. Let it go, I mean, Indiana. Well, how many How many years? You've been podcasting with me a long time. How many times did I have <laughs> no, showed you... up and said, it's not what I wanted? And, I come, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, it could have been this. Expectations. The thieves of joy. Yes. Yes, exactly. I get heavy expectations. I get too excited. And I found that by not pre-ordering, not pre-installing, I have a much more organic, we original need, experience without my hopes involved. We're going to try and I want to try a new uh, tactic with you. Okay. We're, shotgun. We're just play everything. Just try so many things that you're incapable of forming expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be uh, incapable of forming opinions if I did nothing but started things and never finished them. Uh, have you seen how most people stream new games? Yeah, no, like, I'm aware. The drop-off on day two is so terrible, most people don't bother. True. I found a system that works for me, uh, but I do agree. Like, you know, con there, uh, you know, pulling back the curtain, like obviously there is a content creation kind of side of me that goes... Yeah, but starting a bunch of games and never finishing them is probably a better idea. Like I'm juggling three games that I want to complete right now. And I would frame it as tiring. expose yourself to a lot of things with it, like intent. Like sure. just get a taste of everything, really find out what you respond to. Also being present, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, I, I went old school, by the way. Uh, I drove out to Best Buy earlier today. Nice. Uh, and and picked myself up a physical copy. Had that big old sticker on it. 
which I peeled off because I did a little selfie video and posted it to our members <laughs> discord when I picked up my copy and I was like, this has a lot of personal information on it. Ah, wow. <laughs> oh, because oh, they had like the, the best buy, like tracking you, you pick it up, yep. you put the little sticker yep. on it for yep. you to, that yep. is nice going to the, it, it gives me the old, uh, Toys R Us cage vibes. I kind of like picking up things at Best Buy. <laughs> I do too. I'm a big Best Buy fan. Uh, I've, I feel like be- when Best Buy dies, it's, that's going to be the, the swap over. Actually, I was joking. I was joking to Katie about this. We were at the mall over the weekend. We love going to Crate and Barrel. Absolutely love it. We got we got in the we got in the car afterwards, and I, I started giggling. I'm like, you know, Katie, you know when they're gonna finally stop putting Millennial Killed X in the headlines? I was like, if Crate and Barrel ever goes over goes under, because that sure as shit is not Millennial's fault. Okay, that's okay. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Best Buy, like it just eat. It's it's working, you know. It's not. It's kind of empty, but it's not bloated. But it also the the, the speaker section always kind of wigs me out because I got caught there too many times as a kid. Like for days, it felt like, oh my god. Hey, why were you hanging? Why, why were you spending days in the speaker section? Were you oh, because, living well, in the speaker section? My, my mom is a big like home theater person, so we always ended up like her talking to the consultant the salesman on the speakers and like I, I play the demo five times and thank you for playing my game and i get kicked <laughs> off you know just like that whole section kind of wigs me out but uh, yeah oh, I, i'm impressed with best buy like they do the price match and they have actual like decent peripherals now it's not all like just heavy they still have of course like streamer products but they also just have decent products yeah there, so no i usually like i got like I bought my last my, my last apple watch i bought there they were having a sale like like I'm, I'm, maybe i'm weird but I, I still like going to a store for some things so i'm a i like best buy i miss i miss yeah we got to go to fries here before it closed i really miss micro center in chicago that was that was good never been to micro center never been to fries like they just yeah. they, they weren't an east coast thing so it was circuit city for a long time um, but like for me as a kid, cause we always went to the mall, which by the way, yes, side story, they're closing the mall. That was Katie and my first date and we're very oh, sad. Oh no. But that was the mall we always used to go to and they had a Sears and Sears always had like demo stations set up for, uh, yeah, pick consoles. your poison. Time keeps on slipping or the years stop, start coming. What, which one is it for you? Uh, I prefer, uh, I prefer, uh, here I am getting older all the time, but feeling younger ah, in my mind. That's a good one. I prefer that's that. That's, that's well my done. positive spin on aging. That's mm-hmm. my positive spin on aging. Uh, but yeah, Katie, if we wanted to, maybe this weekend, actually, we're going to go and uh, take some photos because the movie theater is empty, but it's still up. So we might take some photos in front of it as a little. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. Went to Best Buy, picked it up. Felt It felt old school. It's been so long since I went and uh, picked up a physical copy of a game. Uh, like it, it just filled, I don't know. It filled me with a warm sense of nostalgia. Like uh, I think. I think Halo Reach was the last midnight release I went to. That mm. was 2010, I think. I think. Like, dude, I'm, I'm assuming that was a thing for you when you were in college, because we were we were both in college at like the heyday of midnight releases. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wore my my pins, my uh, class pins from World of Warcraft, so everyone could see Horde, you know, uh, Priest, and all that, and we we all just got loud outside of GameStop. Yeah, I got a little nod from a guy leaving today. I saw the Final Fantasy 16. I was like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I know what you're nice. doing tonight. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Some, some about today. You know, the hype in our community. The, the, the just the kind of the hype around. Like, I've been in, enjoying 
seeing I have I, I'm not reading articles, but I like seeing the little headlines of uh, the the trend of people being surprised by the demo and changing their tune on their aversion to Final Fantasy 16. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here being like, uh, I like AAA games. I like prestige television. Uh, what's not to like? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm the newcomer. It's like, I'm new here. Uh, this is already but, in line with a bunch of shit I already like. It's also, you know, a, allowed to like it kind of territory. There's, of course, gatekeeping, but there's the whole with Final Fantasy 7 and the re- those remakes. Like, it was just too much to penetrate. I just wasn't interested in getting that deep into an alternate timeline warped by Sephiroth or something and not getting the nods, not knowing why Cloud is doing the thing about the pizza or something. Like, it's nice to be like, ah, I know primals from Final Fantasy 14. Let's let's do something with that. Let's do something with that energy. Like perfect for the stage of Final Fantasy fandom that you and I are at. Like we're newcomers. We basically only played 14. And in 14 itself, especially when you get to shit like Omega Raids, like it's massive callbacks to the long storied history of of Final Fantasy games. And so you have the folks in in our chat room that are like losing their shit. They're having a great time. And and you and I are kind of like, why are y'all yelling suplex the train? <laughs> Why? What, what's going on here? And it, it's just like, it's lost on us. So I, I'm really excited to go into this because you're like, because we played Final Fantasy 14, so much of 14, especially in the early stages of Final Fantasy 14, focuses on the primals. They're calling them icons here in Final Fantasy 16, but that's also a term in 14. It's just a different group of people call them icons, but you, the hero, call them primals. Anyway. I'm very excited. I feel like we're perfectly poised to enjoy this game. Um, will that lead to us being a little disappointed at times? Who knows? Expectations, thieves of joy, yada, yada, yada. Exactly. But, I expect, I expect space tomfoolery, UFOs or something like, you know, games and weird, but <laughs> if the journey is good, I'm into it. I'm yeah, but I'm really, I was really impressed by the demo. I'm, I'm really enjoying the character of Clive and just the way they're setting this world up. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The reviews are quite frankly, awesome. Like yes, it, it is it's a lot of, quite well, there's a lot of a hundred out of a hundred. And even in their own, like a hundred review, they'll be like, while there's issues, while there's this and that, or some drops of frames or something like that, let's just celebrate that there is an entry point in final fantasy, not even 16 games. We're talking like 48 games deep. And it held my attention. I understood it. And, you know, we also have like Final Fantasy uh, veterans doing a lot of these reviews, much like you wouldn't, for some reason, uh, want a non-MOBA player rev- reviewing your new MOBA. That could be a case <laughs> you might not want to have happen. They got the right people to do the reviews. It seems like it's a pretty good, pretty slam dunk here. Yeah. yeah. Good looking game. Wish I could play it on my new pimped out PC, but sure, it looks nice on my big TV, so I ain't going to complain too much. I think there's there's an innocence that I enjoy of, uh, you know, the mishandling, I guess you could say, of the PC port being like, oh, well, about six months. Then having to be like, I never really said that, everybody. Please don't quote me. I thought it, I think it's kind of cute. I enjoy that. Uh, the developer honesty and just being stoked on video games. I mean, there's an article going around right now that the producer wants off of the board of directors so he can just make games, you know, stop thinking like a businessman and focus more on the actual video games they're making getting a, a, a shades of Ben Brode leaving blizzard to go start second dinner. 
Could be. I mean, I don't he, know if it he's, goes that He's been far. quoted as saying, like, I, I missed the the earlier days of Hearthstone before the team got huge. Yeah. Like when they were scrappy and they were able to, you know, move more quickly. And like, I, I have to imagine that that's like, if you enjoy that, that there's no going back once a game gets too big, other than starting your own new thing from scratch. No, it's a classic armchair developer thing to say something along the lines of, well, they had mocap that makes it easy. Why wasn't this good? Like, well, no, now you've just added another problem to the pile. <laughs> what? what? I don't even understand that example. <laughs> it, it, it's a common sentiment around like uh, newer video you game can't reviewers. Just take the motion captured thing and just slap it on without any but cleanup. But it's supposed to make it easy. You yeah. capture them climbing a ladder. Therefore, Th animators don't have to animate the ladder being climbed on. And it's like, well, no, that's there's a point where works. he got to, yeah, it, he got it, to the top of the ladder and they stopped recording. And now they need to put that in a run cycle. Like, just think of those. And they need steps. to map think it to a skeleton. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. No, I got a buddy who works in performance capture, and she's uh, she would probably scream if she heard this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's not how it works at all. It's just, it's, it's, it's a style thing. You want a more natural look, so you go that route. It still needs to be cleaned up heavily. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of like hands-on effort that goes into that. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the, the main downsides that I'm, I am agreeing with on these reviews from what I've played in the demo is combat starts boring. That's fair. Most RPGs have boring starts. You got to have enough yeah, skills yeah, yeah. to the, the, power it up. I, I, I was more into it when I went back after the fact, after our stream and did the iconic challenge. Um, yeah, if I had one critique of the demo, if you just do the, the prologue, the combat's a little simple. Yeah, and that's why they add the stagger mechanic. They're trying to like, you know, make that a little more exciting in the low levels, plus allow you to do your big combos, I'm sure, when you have more abilities. Way and more then, interesting uh, in the iconic challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it, sure. It doesn't stay simple. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, still, and then young Clive has a tiny mouth. That's my other big complaint. <laughs> young Clive's mouth is a little too tiny, and it it's kind of unnerving. <laughs> you don't like a pursed lip? <laughs> You're just going to... He's kind of talking like you know, a tiny you know, mouth. You don't, you don't have a purse slip. Do you, how do you feel no. about uh, uh, Daniel Craig? Daniel, oh, do you think he has a tiny mouth? I feel like he's he's got uh, like pursed lips. Like mm. for someone with a, he has a, has a broad head. I feel like like I remember seeing Casino Royale for the first time, being like, is he pushing his lips forward? No, that's just his mouth. Oh well, yeah, I think he was kind of doing a spy thing. Like he was trying to like you know be subtle, and he was kind of trying to keep everything kind of. <laughs> It's kind of no. tight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like like Tomb Raider. You know, that was a that was definitely a pursed performance. But that pursed was. Are you talking about Angelina Jolie? Yeah, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I yeah. haven't. I saw it. It I, was I even in high school yet? I think that was both. That was summer before freshman year. That's when that was exactly That's summer. The they summer both came out on June sixteenth, so it was like my birthday movie. Oh, you know, also, young, Daniel younger, Craig in that movie. Yeah, Daniel Craig. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So both of those were my birthday movies. Two sucked, but I, I loved, like one was fun. I had the Game of Thrones guy, I had Daniel Craig. I had um, not really monsters. They, they had like gray renders and two from D&D. &D. That was just weird. Mm, yeah, I remember going weird. to see the first Tomb Raider and I was into a girl that we were going with and uh, it went nowhere. It okay. Like, it was like yeah. first time being around this girl, not in a school environment and like, hey, maybe we'll connect. Nope. Not at all. Yeah. My, I did that uh, with the pulse. So the uh, pulse. A shared friend of ours ended up uh, dating that girl for quite a while. 
Okay. I think I can guess the one. <laughs> Has a habit of doing that, it would seem. Uh, no, I, I, yeah. The Wait, did something happen in college movie. that I'm not aware of? <laughs> no, I'll tell you later. But no, it, <laughs> or it might have been my fault. Hang on. Uh, but I did that with The Pulse. Not a movie I'd ever want to see again, but a failed date. Absolutely failed date with The Pulse horror movie. Mm. So it'll always be a, a stain on that particular wonderful film, I'm sure. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Anyway, excited to get the Final Fantasy 16. Got to relive my picking up physical copy of video game dreams today. Nice. It wasn't that exciting. Um, yeah. I'm happy to see the reception. We'll get to it tonight. Yeah. This is just a promotion for our stream. You caught us, everybody. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Tune into uh, our stream. Okay. That's we'll fair. be playing Final That's Fantasy fair. 16 tonight. Uh, and we keep getting asked. I didn't even think to specify, but we're not redoing the prologue, right? We're just no. That, that'd be silly. Go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I I get. Yeah. If I was um, it, uh, nickel and diming, that's not really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I do stuff like that purposely, uh, but I don't have any reverence for it either. So there's two worlds where I would do that. When uh, like post college, when I was like, I'm gonna make this game like every hour, like last, I'm gonna 100 percent it because this is my game for like half a year. Or the other side of things where I was like, I have so much reverence for this. I'm going to do every Mass Effect 3 side quest. Uh, again, uh, you know, expectations kill and joy, right? So, no, I'm, I'm probably going to skip most side quests. I think Mass Effect 3 is a them. good game with good side content. The worst part of it is the ending and also just the constant sense of you need to hurry and go save Earth, which makes doing side content feel wrong in, its, it's, in the way that it sets the stage. But it ha- I, think, yeah. I think Mass Effect 3 has really good side content. I agree. That's a that's a great point, great counterpoint. But uh, for, I'm just saying, for instance, here, I'm not interested in side quests. That's going to be like New Game Plus or when I found out that the ending was enjoyable enough, I have enough investment at that time to go back and say, now, what was your story? What's going I, on over there? I'm with you. I, I mostly want to mainline this story. Yeah. But who knows? We could get into it and we could both be like, dude, are you kind of interested in this? And you'd be like, yeah, man, I'm kind of interested in it. And then we just uh, F off to some side bullshit yeah, or, for a or, while. Or there might even be a situation where you're like, uh, I'm level 25. What level are you? I'm 18. I don't have a pre-order ring and I got to go grind or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll leave that ring to de- equip, but I'm using that one for extra money. Yeah, go for it. Um, shall we take a question or two before we wrap it up? Sounds grand. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. You can send your questions in to the questions for the host channel in our Discord. Those are for our members and our patrons. Thanks for the support, everybody. Baka Shinobi writes in and wants to know, what is the scariest non-conventional monster in gaming for you? This question is prompted by the thought that instant kill monsters tend to get more annoying than terrifying, while uh, nothing makes me scream more than the ugly pile of pancakes that is the Zelda one like likes. Zelda one like likes. Okay. I was, I I was, I agree with you with the like likes, but I didn't really play a lot of Zelda one. What is Zelda one? I'm assuming the original Zelda. Okay. Zelda one. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. They do just look like a freaking pile of pancakes. Holy shit. Yeah. Like likes freaks me out on Ocarina. Um, they're just creepy. Well, they, then they do that. Like, they they like undulate like a, like a sea cucumber or those weird toys. Uh, with the, the water plastic toys that would... I know what you're talking about. You know what yeah. I'm talking about, right? I don't know I what know the hell what those things about. are called, but everyone everyone no. messed with one. You had that one yes. store in the mall that had them. 
Then the little like uh, you push in the bottom and the character collapse. Then you let go and go back up. <laughs> that that was more of a like a local fair thing for me. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's a gift shop thing, and it's got like Cozumel written on it. <laughs> hmm. I mean, this is my favorite quality in monsters. I want them to be freaky. I don't want them to touch me. I think the uh, husks from Mass Effect had a good quality of this. And they got a little weirder as time went on in the various sequels. Redeads, though, man, that was just. I, I think those horror. are are conventional, though, right? Like, yeah. who's not afraid of a dead body, a dead thing walking towards you, screaming yeah. and stuff? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, like I think in fi- like in Final Fantasy games, I th- I think. Um, oh my god, who are the little fish people with knives? Namatsu? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, no, not Namatsu. No, the ones the that are in knives? every freaking like almost every freaking Final Fantasy. Uh, the 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 shit. They have knives. The the, the scholar Tonberries. The scholar quests. Oh, scholar, yeah, sure. Tonberries. Did you like, think I think fish people. They, they, they have little fish tails. Oh, have I, you ever I looked at the? Tadpole. Have you never looked at a Tonberry's ass, Kyle? I'd go with t- tadpole, but yeah, okay. I'm, I feel but like the tadpoles don't have a fin. Tonberries have a fin. I don't think I've ever really noticed. Ton, uh, tadpoles look like sperm, dude. Tonberries have a little fish tail. I don't think I've ever noticed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do, do the scholar quest. Also, do the scholar yeah, quest. Scholar, so I haven't, it's really I haven't spent a run. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a lot of Tonberry lore. You just don't remember their name when you need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chat saying Metroids. I was, I, I was never a big Metroid guy, but yeah, my roommate would extol the horrors of of metroid constantly when we would have conversations about about famous gaming monsters Hmm, i'm (sighs) really having to think because a lot of mine are humanoid like uh you know vanilla world of warcraft when you pull too many murlocs They'd scare the shit out of me. I'd be like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Yeah, that was definitely panic inducing. That had a, a quality to it when you see one running off and your dot wasn't going to take it down before it got too far. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Like robots, working Joes from Alien Isolation, the mold from Resident Evil 7. But those are all pretty humanoid. They're all pretty creepy. Yeah. So I'm not really freaked out by spiders. So I, yeah, I don't like humans. Oh shit! Skulltulas used to scare the shit out of me. I well, am there freaked a out. Skulltula house. I am freaked where, out by spiders. They were merged with people. That was freaky. That was very freaky. But just normal ass skulltulas would freak me out in huh. in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, the hands. Yeah, the hands. Okay, that's a that's a unique one. The hands that would come from the ceiling and, and drag you off. Yeah, I would argue that that's again conventional. I think a severed hand is a thing most people would find a little off putting. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh, you know what I find off pudding with two D's is like likes because they look like creepy pudding. That's not, that's a good answer. That's a very good <laughs> like, answer. Like, I think is the correct answer here. I think so. But I'm going to go with Murlocs. I'm going to go with Murlocs because in the early World of Warcraft days, they scared the shit out of me. So I uh, again, it's people. Uh, in, in Silent Hill, I think it was The Room. You went into a room. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Keep going. You're building a great sentence. Okay. It was somebody in a cage hanging from the ceiling and you would fight their feet. And the feet would like try to grab you and pull you up. I never, I never played. I've never played a Silent Hill game. So the room was f- just a frustrating game. 
it was not mm. well made. It had some really cute ideas, but they released a game that just pissed you off. <laughs> Invincible ghosts that would chase you all the time and lose all their horror aspect. But there was moments where you were like, wow, that's messed oh, up. Oh, dude. All right. I got my answer. When I was a kid, booze. Booze and Mario. Like, like, like yeah, yeah, the booze. Freaked huh. me out. Hated them. I was just like, hey, you bastards, stop, stop moving towards me. They're boo, a little boo, booze really freaked me as a kid. The first time I ever encountered a boo. I can see that. It's very uh, anxiety inducing having them close in on you. Yeah. And you got to look at them like looking back now. It's like, no wonder I love uh, uh, Blink, the Doctor Who episode. Yep. Yeah. It's I just boo that. logic. Oh, oh, yeah. Booze. My answer. Booze. Booze. Okay. Good answer. Booze, booze my answer. I had to get there. I had to, th- I had to get to my uh, my childhood of, of what freaked me out. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm yeah. just afraid of people. <laughs> <laughs> me too, dude. Me too. Hi, Def. Wrote in and says, do you have a go-to class or archetype that you play first in new games? Uh, uh, if so, what are the best and worst implementation of those classes? I used to be all archer all the time mm. uh, for some reason. Now I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't give less of a shit about using a bow and arrow in games. But back when I first started getting into MMOs and class-based games, it was still close enough to Lord of the Rings that I was a big Legolas fanboy. And sure. I, just, I just wanted to be a cool ass elf with a bow. Um, and I think the most fun I ever had with that was honestly Skyrim. I think that was the last game where I just like windmill slammed uh, Archer. And then I, I grabbed uh, like stealth mechanics. And I know now it's considered like the, oh, aren't you so cool with your range stealth mechanics? So take a risk, you, you jerk. But oh, that was the first a time. a great I'd, way to play those games. It was the first time I'd ever experienced anything like that. I thought it was so cool. Like I would always, if, if there's ever an elevated position, I was just always creeping around up in the rafters shooting people in the face with arrows like and yeah, i that's loved the, it i thought it was so cool vastly superior way to play a bethesda game because oftentimes you walk in a room and they're like hey did you hear about Ulrich? he did the thing and th- th- like you get to hear the conversation if you're doing like melee you run in and then dun, 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 the music starts up and <laughs> it's like the conversation breaks it falls apart like there's so much theming also the, uh, the in, power fantasy that is going into like a skeleton dungeon with monsters and they don't see you and you're you're yeah. hunting the monsters like that is yeah. a power fantasy for me that i really really like and really speaks to me and like yeah is it kind of a cop-out way to play the game absolutely is it a massive power fantasy that i would love to bring into a tabletop role-playing situation also yes so i don't think we celebrate enough uh, feeling overpowered in games. Yes, it uh, the, it's the goal. And I think there are games that achieve that. I think that Diablo 4 does a decent job of the scaling is why that is such a hot topic, because yeah. when you feel like you break the game, you're winning and it feels great. And same thing with like Slay the Spire and Roguelikes. When you get that one build and everything just breaks and it's amazing and it's easy. That's a real power trip and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I like Control Wizard. I always try to Control Wizard first to see if I can just out CC the game mm. or teleport or set up, you know, uh, portals that my team can go through, have summons that are helping control the aggro, be a one man army in that regard. 
And I would say 80% of the time I abandon that about halfway mm-hmm. through a game and I go, it's this is more of an action game or this isn't as controlly as I'd like or the cooldowns are too long and I end up doing like a giant hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now in life I tend to, I, I'm, obviously I broke this with Diablo 4, but I tend to go for more in-your-face style play. When the Mass Effect 3 trilogy re-released a couple years back, uh, I was doing like teleport shotgun the whole time and I loved it. And I never played my first way through like back in the day when they were new games that way. Infiltrator, right? The teleport. Is that, is that what it is? Like, cause it is changes one? from one to two. Like there's shit from one to two gets so different. Vanguard maybe. Is, I think yes. it's Vanguard. I think it's Vanguard. I love it. The shoddy. It's such a good, but yeah. I love it because I still would try and talk my way out of everything I could, but I love, like I love, uh, trying to be charismatic and then when it doesn't work out you're just like all right gloves are off like a like a, a new hope on solo all right didn't want to have this conversation anyway and you just shoot the console like i yeah, love that yeah. energy of like you tried you tried to pass a deception check and then you failed but and sometimes the shotgun is more wizard than the wizard like you have your adept and you pick up people and you push them and stuff but what you really wanted to do as a wizard was he yeah, and like boost across the battlefield, fireball their face and watch them explode. And if that fireball happens to come from a shotgun mm. instead of a magic spell, it's feeling some, it's yeah. just feeling, but sometimes games don't really land the wizard archetype. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll, and, and then if we get into more role-playing side type situations, I, I really am enjoying the barbarian archetype and I, and I blame people like, um, like Chris Hemsworth and Batista, like, uh, Hemsworth's Thor and Batista's, um, who does he play in guardians? Shit. Drax. I'm, mm. I really kind of love like muscle bound himbo energy. Like I'm, I'm really, sure. it's a, it's, it's an archetype I, I found that I really love. And the last time I did a D&D one shot, well, second to the last time I did one, one shot, because the last time I played D&D was with you on your There Will Be Dungeons podcast. But before that, we did a one shot and I played uh, just a, I basically played Drax as a barbarian and I had so much fun. But bar- barbarians are super fun in D&D. Yeah. Yeah. It's so just, uh, I've changed. I've changed, Kyle. I would just want to beat I- things into a pulp. <laughs> There's still an element of Archer, though, because games always just give out so many bows. Even if there's no Archer in your party, you just have so many, like, high-class bows. It's happening to me in D4 right now. I'm like, what am I going to do with this shit? <laughs> yeah, D4, uh, Divinity was one that was just, oh, my God, and uh, Dragon Age, just so many awesome bows, but I never really brought bow characters. It's been giving me so many great shields in D4, and I'm sitting there on my Necro with a two-handed scythe being like, I don't want a math if a one-hand plus the shield is better. I, I get green numbers when my two-hander. I, I'm just going with that. I can see that. Yeah. Also, it's yeah. like that's what I want. I want the side. Actually, what I really want is a two-handed sword because I love Gideon and Harrow, uh, and so I'm living out my necromancer fantasy with that. And I want a big bastard sword. But two-handers, whatever the case, that's my necromancer fantasy. I've never completed a Dark Souls with a wizard build, but I haven't tried Elden Ring. So I, the I've magic in Elden Ring spells. is so visually satisfying. Yeah, it's bigger. You have the summons to help take aggro as well. So I hear it's a lot more doable than. That's what I understand. Roll yeah. perfectly all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But in my in- initial playthrough that I didn't finish on Elden Ring, I was sword and board because it just felt like the way that game's supposed to be played. And then on I'm my new think- one that I fired up, uh, I went samurai and holy shit, Katana's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm so trying to think of a game that did like wizards wrong, but 
And what I'm coming up with is not that they did it wrong. I thought Divinity 2 did an amazing job with their wizardry. I just kind of go, I don't want to see this in any other game. The whole fire, water, all over the floor thing. It's great for Divinity. It's a great game mechanic. But I'm really happy it didn't like trend set. And I'm Mm -hmm. in my Diablos and my other RPGs being like, well, the floor's covered in oil. Therefore, I have to watch out for fire. But I wouldn't wor- mind it in Dragon Age. Yeah, because you can fair. pause the action while you're deciding where your magic goes in a similar fashion to Divinity. So I think that would translate well to a Dragon Age game. I just love Control Wizard there. You walk in the room and you're like, cool down for you. You're in an astral cage. Cool down for you. You're asleep. Cool down for you. Inquisition's the first so time good. I ever started an RPG as a wizard. Yeah, did you beat it? No, no, I, I got, uh, I accidentally ended up romancing someone and I felt complete. <laughs> I felt like you I beat, beat your game. own game. Yeah. I love the, the ball. The ball sequence of Dragon Age yeah. Inquisition is, is such a high watermark. I feel for that type of game. And I was just like, after that, I was like, I don't think anything in this game is gonna, I'm going to enjoy as much as going to the ball. That was a preach. Uh, yeah, I was yelling out preach, preach at the game because uh, I did a show called uh, DM Gives Inspiration, a D&D advice show. And you can still find it. You can still find it on Spotify and everywhere on the Internet. If you're mm-hmm. looking for its fifth edition play advice. And I did a whole episode about balls. Like, that's what players want. Players want balls. It's one of the best episodes of Firefly. Uh, it's like it's it's an archetypal event in so much fiction for a reason, because it is just yeah. uh, it is just character warfare whatever your personality is it's it's gonna be thrown at and clash or gel with other characters in that room and and yeah there's gonna be force somebody to dance they have to dance in order to get close to somebody you gotta get close enough to talk to the king you gotta like there's so many opportunities for that maybe you insult somebody and they demand satisfaction and suddenly you have to duel the next day yes yes love that i was also cheering at my screen you know I, I, i say that it like seriously, like I know there's a lot of like oh, I cheered when it happened. Like I don't, but I did in the D and D movie in the Speak with Dead part, and like, that was like the last time I was sick. I found out where my love of balls come from. Yeah, and it's uh the the first Anthony or uh, Antonio Banderas Zora movie. That movie has a fantastic ball scene. Oh, it does. Yeah, and then he ends up at like the table where they're having the big political. Yeah, they meeting. have the back room meeting with yeah. the with the map, and he finds out what they're planning with the gold mine. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> I do, too. I, I, I really do. I watched it like four months ago, and I'm still thinking about how, holy shit, this movie is still really good. It is. It, it's well performed. I, I think the villains are campy and good. And I think of the quote, so damn you and damn the horse that brung you all the time. <laughs> Mason Bass is apparently a very big ball fan. And this conversation is sending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good. It's great. Your players want to go to a ball. Yep. Love of balls is begging to be clipped out of context. Go for it. I give Absolutely. you full, full blessing chat. Go nuts. Pun very much intended. Well done. And on that note. And on that note. Ooh, brings us to the end of the grinding gear podcast episode 45. We invite you to join us tonight. If you're listening live or immediately after we post this episode, 8 PM Eastern time over at youtube.com slash a TV, or just search for grinding gear on YouTube for our final fantasy 16 launch day stream. Kyle and I will be playing simultaneously 
which means we'll be pausing when one of us gets to a cutscene the first time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that we can sync up our cutscenes and go, ooh, together. Or, ah, together. Uh-huh. Or, oh, that's or, sexier uh, than I expected together. Oh, that too. Yeah, that yeah. can happen. I wasn't, I didn't have motorboating on my bingo card for the. For no, the, no. We got there. No one did. We got there. And, uh, and, and Titan got there. Sure Anyways. Did. If you found that amusing or this podcast amusing or our streams amusing and you want to support us, well, you can support everything that Kyle and I make together by going to supportourbromance.com that will send you directly to our Patreon. And we would like to thank our most recent patrons, beginning with Bonnie B. Thanks for signing up, Bonnie. I'd like to thank Taylor C for their support. I'd also like to thank Brandon L. And KLG Chaos. Good to see you. Thanks, KLG. Thank you. Appreciate the support. And we thank our legendary level backers every single episode. So if you want to get thanked every single episode and you just feel a burning desire to generously support us, head on over to the Patreon, become a legendary level backer. Thank you so much to Sean B., Mike R., Stephen J., Das, Sean with an E-A-B, and Cheesy Bob. We appreciate you. Kyle, where can folks find you? Uh, me? What? You never, but we never do this separately. I, I just, uh, I'm sick of talking. My, my uh, teeth literally hurt. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Kyle Ferguson, where you can find me, uh, being wonderfully confused by what the hell's going on over there and, uh, find everything I do on grinding gear. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, not making Titanic jokes at Garrett art. If you want to see how thick my tied back hair has, uh, gotten, there's a new mm. photo on Twitter for you. I'm very bad at promoting my Twitter, but follow me at Garrett Art. We have a joint account at Garrett and Kyle, and everything else for Kyle and me can be found on our YouTube. Go to Grinding Gear on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, join us for our live streams. We record this podcast there live, and all of our everything else we do live is there, and we have a new video every Wednesday. So check it out, Grinding Gear on YouTube, Grinding Gear podcast here right now coming at you. We'll see you next week, but until then, we'll see you tonight for Final Fantasy 16. GG. Take care.